Come on. Spending too much time on social? Is your daily screen time over two hours? Are you a little bit overweight? Not saving enough money? Any or all of these are familiar. Strive could be for you. The Strive two-week online boot camp will help you to detox your mind, body, and money, getting you on your way to a happier, healthier, wealthier, and more confident life. Go to strivedetox.com, S-T-R-I-V-E-D-E-T-O-X.com, and get your mind, body, and money right. Scott, you grab that side, I'll grab this side, and we will stretch this dollar. Are you ready? You bet I am. Excellent. Well, welcome to Money Savage Further. This is George Grombacher. Our guest today is Mr. Scott Ringline. He is the founding partner of the Energy Alliance Group of North America. He's an entrepreneur, member of the community. I'm excited to have you on. Scott, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Well, first, thanks, George, for having me on, and uh, a little bit about my personal life. Uh, born, bred, and based in Michigan. However, I spent a majority of my career in the automotive industry and spent 13 years basically on a plane flying around the globe um, and uh, spent a lot of time in Europe, Asia, and South America, which then... (laughs) led me to the work that I am doing today in uh, 2008, along with uh, thousands of others. um, My automotive days were abruptly ended, and uh, I jumped in headfirst into the uh, self-employment and uh, hired a uh, a coach kind of figured out what I wanted to do and uh, my first opportunity ended up being with the uh, Department of Energy and the Obama administration working as a technical reviewer for the American Recovery Act nice yeah and after spending a couple of years on that I took an interest in the energy efficiency discipline And uh, really what kind of uh, got me doing what I do today is the understanding of the funding mechanisms out there that can actually make these transactions happen. And uh, statistically, they don't. I mean, that's kind of the sad thing is, uh, you know, as you and I have talked before, Uh, You don't see a lot of solar out there, and traditionally it's because they just can't get the proper funding to meet the return on investment targets that most organizations have out there. So uh, they they do the easy stuff, the lights and the controls and everything else just gets uh, pushed to the side. Got it. And so you saw an opportunity. I saw an opportunity. I, uh, it's funny because I, I met a gentleman that was in the industry. They had access to uh, long-term funding, um, and that was my aha moment. I came up with a company name, went home, 
kind of uh, wrote the the business plan and structure, and uh, we launched in 2012. First project was in 2013, and we're still alive and kicking and doing some uh, you know some major projects uh, in 2020. So it's been uh, it's been an exciting trip. I love what I do. It's been probably the best. Uh, both personal and professional experience that I that I had in my uh, career so far, and uh, as we spoke about, um, the opportunities are really endless in the efficiency, conservation, and renewable energy field. Got it. Nice. So it's it's needed work. It's important work. Um, like because because you mentioned sustainability is certainly. A, well, it, I, I guess it depends what part of the internet you're hanging out in, but certainly that's that's a big topic of conversation. So, what are some of the top um, opportunities that, that 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 you're seeing or that you're working on that that you're trying to bring to uh, more mainstream adoption? Yeah, so I think it's uh, it, it's more about um, you know taking a chance and looking beyond just what we call low hanging fruit. You know, typically um, when we talk to organizations, the first thing that they want to do is a lighting upgrade or maybe put some controls in place, which is a great idea because that's really where you're going to see some significant savings in a very short period of time. However, with that approach, and always looking at the technical solution rather than, say, the financial solution, they get to a point where lighting, controls, and maybe some HVAC is really all that they're going to do. Um, not because they're not motivated. Um, you know, a recent survey said that 94% of you know, companies and building owners, they, they want to reduce energy costs. They, you know, want to look at more renewables and conservation measures. However, a majority of them are looking for paybacks within two years. So uh, almost 98% of these types of projects go unfunded. And that's what we're doing to change it. Um, and uh, while the technical solution has always been there, that's really not been the challenge. It's a financial transaction. And so our approach is to really focus on the money side of it, you know, finding the proper funding mechanisms to actually implement these technical solutions that they kind of have on their list and just never do. Got it. All right. So you, you've mentioned a couple of times lighting upgrades, controls, those are sort of the low hanging fruit, but for a lot of the other solutions, the time horizon is just a little too far for most groups and it doesn't pencil out quickly enough. And so you are working to find the correct funding source. So yep. Um, just I, what's what, what's what's the best way to give examples of that? Yeah, so uh, a lot of people are not familiar with a uh, a program that was uh, actually created in the U.S. and uh, started in 2008. It's called the Property Assessed Clean Energy Program, 
and it's now available in 35 states in the U.S. And what that allows building owners to do is secure up to 20 to 30 percent of the value of the property to be deployed for efficiency, conservation, and renewable energy um, measures. Now, the the bonus is, is that it's based on the property tax assessment structure. So you're using the value of the building to secure the funding. The funding is then secured by the building, so it's non-recourse. And because it's a tax assessment, it's not debt, it's actually an expense. And upon sale of the building, the improvements and the assessment carry over with the building. It doesn't go against the owner. And so now we can access this type of funding. Uh, we can get terms up to 20, 25 years at a fixed rate. All the costs are covered, so there's no 80, 20, 70, 30, 90, 10 split. And it's deployed for all of these types of improvements. But now we're not just looking at lighting, we're looking at roofs and solar and windows and doors and chillers and compressors. A lot of you know large capital improvements that just take a long time to get any type of return on investment. And when you have time, it's a lot easier to achieve a return on investment within the first couple of years. And, you know, that's just one of many of the funding mechanisms that we have access to that, you know, a lot of people just are not aware of. And so we do a lot of education first on what's available, and then we work with the clients to match the funding resources that are out there with the technical solutions that they're looking to do. Because typically they do it in reverse. They go out, they define the technical solution, and they go to the same place they always do to get the funding. And it just doesn't meet the, you know, the financial hurdles that they have in place, uh, whether it's, you know, a seven, five or a two year payback. Um, majority of industry, that's their targets out there. And that's why we have buildings that are very inefficient. And we have very little deployment of solar and other renewable energy technologies. Okay. So this Property Assessed Clean Energy Program is, is, is a good opportunity. It's been around for a while, but for whatever reason, people aren't aware of it or they just, it hasn't all been, all, all the pieces have not come together for them to understand, recognize it, and then have the funding? Correct. Yeah, right. yeah, that's been the that's been the biggest thing, and the uh, it's a uh, it's kind of a public private partnership, meaning that um, this is an act of legislation, so it's approved at the state level, and then it gets adopted at the local level because that's where property taxes are assessed. But the funding is all private funding, so you're not using taxpayer dollars. So it's a great economic development tool. And the investors are looking for very long-term, you know, very low-risk investments. And because you're investing in the infrastructure of a building, typically you're going to get a 15, a 20, or 25-year term investment at a fixed return. And then they mitigate the risk because if 
you know, the current building owner defaults, they have a tax lien against the building. When the building sold, what's the first dollar that comes out? Back taxes. So um, it works very well. Um, you know, we're there's projects out there in the range of uh, two to ten to you know fifteen million dollars that are utilizing uh, this funding mechanism now, and um, it can be utilized for both industrial and commercial. And in some states, uh, single-family residential. Got it. Okay. In some states, how, how many states are we talking? So, um, on the industrial commercial side, about uh, I think there's 35 states that are approved, and that covers most of the buildings out there, including multifamily. Single-family residential is slowly coming on board. I know for certain that uh, California, Florida, Ohio, and just a few other states are uh, finally implementing it on the residential side. And, um, you know, it's, it's taken much longer for that to gain traction um, because been, there's been a lot of pushback from the, uh, the mortgage industry on the residential side versus the commercial industrial to get it approved. But it is available and um, it's being used. California is a leader in um, utilizing this tool for both uh, residential and uh, commercial property improvements. Got it. So your company, the Energy Alliance Group of North America, are, are, are you simply matching the owners of these buildings or these homes up to the funding source or are you raising capital to be the funding source so i wish i had the capital i'd love to be the funding source <laughs> we're not there yet um but it's it's certainly something that uh you know we talk about often but um so we're really the uh the developer that brings all the what we call the four cores together so for some of the projects we're bringing in the funding we're um, developing the technical solution. We're bringing in any type of incentives or tax credits that it might qualify for. And then in some certain uh, applications, we'll bring in like a, um, a, uh, an agreement to do, you know, long-term maintenance. And so um, we can do it to that degree. And, you know, we currently have projects like that versus we can come in and just assist on maybe just the funding or the incentive side. So, you know, next year we're doing a, a new construction project and that's really how <clears throat> we're participating. Uh, we brought in both the senior capital and the PACE funding capital. And uh, so the senior capital is building the building and then the PACE funding is paying for, uh, you know, uh, lighting and lighting controls, building management systems, uh, solar and stuff like that, that typically would not be considered if they were just use, utilizing the, uh, the senior funding that they were, had access to. Got it. So what, what, what would be examples of how a homeowner would take advantage of this? 
Yeah. So um, for the homeowners, uh, you know, you can utilize this type of funding for uh, replacing windows, getting insulation put in, uh, installing solar, new HVAC, um, on-demand hot water, anything that's um, what we say above and beyond standard code. You know, every state has a code in regards to how a building has to be built, whether it's, you know, single family or residential or commercial. And so this funding mechanism is going to pay to achieve above and beyond code. So lighting, hey, let's put in LED lighting and controls, uh, put solar in, put in on-demand hot water heating rather than just, a, you know, a 50-gallon tank that gets heated up every time you need hot water. And so uh, it the structure's the same. You know, the, the local um, municipality places a, a tax assessment on their building based on the value of the of the home. And then they have access to this type of uh, capital to deploy for these improvements. And then what they gain is the length of time to pay for it. And in most instances, the savings from the improvements outweigh the cost over that amount of time. And so it's, it's truly set up so that you don't incur any out-of-pocket cost during the life of the improvement. Got it. Okay. And if you had a crystal ball, which obviously you don't, or perhaps <laughs> you do, how, how long do you think it'll take uh, for, for more states to, to be adopting this? Wow. You know, that's a that's a great question because it's, um, you know, we're, we're involved in getting states and local communities to adopt it. And it's very grassroots. Um, it's usually driven by, uh, you know, hey, um, we're a client and we'd really like to do this. And if uh, if we start looking at what's out there and pace doesn't happen to exist, we'll assist them to get it. Um, adopted locally, or if it's not even adopted at the state level, we have actually gotten um, legislators to um, sponsor legislation, you know, to try and get it approved. Um, and so, you know, back to your question, how long is it going to take? I'd say we're still another five to 10 years before I would say, you know, close to 50 states plus D.C. will have it. What's interesting about it is it's already moved out of the U.S. So uh, Canada is already setting up the similar program. Uh, Australia is already up and running. And then Europe is looking heavily at it right now, especially on the residential side. So it's it's certainly um, not a one off type thing. And uh, since inception, just in the U.S. alone, they've uh, they've um, completed uh, improvements up in the uh, hundreds of millions of dollars so far, and uh, the projects are just getting bigger. More states are taking notice, and um, you know they're slowly working on getting it adopted and then getting it deployed at the uh, local level. Got it. Nice. Well, Scott, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? Where can they learn about these programs? Yeah, so uh, great question. A couple of places. So um, 
in regards to uh, Pace itself, a uh, uh, website that uh, listeners can go to is pacenation.org. And that is a nonprofit organization based out of D.C. And it is the library for Pace. So if you've got a listener that's uh, in a state and they want to know if Pace is available, they can log on to that website and they can click their state and it'll tell them exactly whether or not it's approved, what the legislation is and all that. And then in addition, uh, another great resource to not only find out about Pace, but other funding mechanisms and other incentives and stuff that are out there is uh, it's called Desire USA, and it's actually D-S-I-R-E-U-S-A.org. This is a, uh, a federal site that has just a collection by state of all the different mechanisms to fund these types of improvements or to secure incentives or tax credits to, uh, to help offset the cost. So those are some great resources, and uh, I really encourage uh, your listeners to go out and take a look at them. Nice. And how about your website? Yeah, so we're at the energyalliancegroup.org, or something a little more simpler, if you type in what's possible.today, that'll take you right to our landing page where you can contact us, and uh, we certainly are here to help and uh, hopefully guide you to a, a more efficient and uh, lower-cost operation um, building. Yeah, love it. What were those sites again? EnergyAllianceGroup.org yep. and What's Possible Today. That's correct, yeah. Excellent. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Scott your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Check out all the resources that Scott mentioned. I'll list all those in the notes of the show. Thank you again, Scott. Hey, you're welcome, George. Thank you for having me on. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. <laughs>